0: All right, let's make this happen in four, three, two, one. Thursday, October 20th, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose back on the phone live with my boy on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers Podcast.
1: Thanks, Goose. It's what a week this has been man it's just never stopped from last last weekend I mean college football then pro then we had NBA kickoff the work you know the baseball playoffs have been going on this whole time it's been it's been crazy
0: well I have a little bass back in my voice and that certainly feels good and I'll tell you what uh it has been speaking of base it has been deep for me last weekend. I, it has legitimately gotten better every single week in college football. So my question to you is, is it's twofold. For the first one is, who are you putting in your top four right now? Your, your true top four, not anyone else's rankings, but who do you think the top four teams in college football are right now? And number two, do you believe in your heart that if this was an eight or a 12-team playoff, that we would potentially see a one seed legitimately get upset?
1: So... For one, let me answer the top four question. So, I think Georgia is the best team in the country. So, they would certainly be number one for me. Um, number two, I, I just, I can't buy Tennessee yet. I, I don't think they're, so I'm going to go Ohio State number two. I would probably go Michigan number three. And I'm between Clemson and Tennessee at four. I say that, but I'm telling you, Alabama is probably one of the best four teams in the country.
0: So I actually think that Ohio State is better than Georgia. I just think they have far more on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're complete in ways that Georgia isn't. I think Georgia was kind of exposed a little bit by Kent State and also exposed a little bit by Mizzou. Not that they're fraudulent or not that there's anything wrong with them, it's just that I I would have to say that I think that Ohio State is the number one team in the country. I think number two is actually Georgia. In that it, it's hard to go against that. Number three is to me for me. I, I actually feel like Michigan's number three, and I would put Tennessee at number four. I, I just yeah. I, it's it's hard. Tennessee just beat Alabama. I understand all the situations and and all the all the you know they could lose to Georgia and still be out of the SEC championship game, but make the playoff. There, I heard a really good argument. I can't remember who it was by, but it was about how disrespectful the SEC was of the Big 12 when, like, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes were playing each other and they were in these high 50s and 60s scoring games and they were just knocking them like, well, there's no defense in the game. It's not real football. And now Tennessee and Alabama put on this, you know, 100-point onslaught. And now it's like, well, that was the best football game that ever lived. The hypocrisy on that, I do, I do think is is bad, especially in the case of TCU. If TCU goes undefeated, and you, let's let's say that you have Ohio State win the big the the Big Ten. Let's say that you have Georgia win the SEC, and you have an undefeated TCU, an undefeated Clemson, and then like two one losses or three one losses at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah. who do you who do you take? Right, you you have to take. You have to take the undefeated champs.
1: On top top of that, UCLA could still run the table, too. Right. Right. So, yeah, there's an opportunity there for some power fives to still, you know, run the table. There could be multiple. I hope there's not more than four, but um, that would be tough to do, but... Mathematically, it is still
0: possible. Which leads to my second question: If this was an eight or a twelve team, do you see a one or a two seed like vulnerable? Like, are, are you are you more excited at the at the opportunity? You know, in years past, we've seen some blowouts in those semifinal games. Do you think it's more likely that uh, some more variance is introduced to the games, if you will?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the top twenty or the top twelve in the AP top twenty-five poll. It, it basically goes Georgia-Ohio State at the top. And then, like, 9, 10, 11, 12, you have UCLA, Oregon, Oklahoma State, USC. All of those teams, is still undefeated. I mean, they are fully capable of beating somebody like Tennessee or, I mean, maybe a Michigan, I don't know, or Clemson. Like, that is within the realm of possible, without a doubt. Like, down at that, you know, USC can score. It's a matter of, if they get into a shootout with the team, Um, They certainly could give them a run. I'm not saying they could beat them in a best of five series or anything, but I mean, one game? Absolutely.
0: So the reason that I even bring this up to kind of pontificate or articulate, if you will, about this is because this week, I think it's 66% of the games are less than a double digit line. Which is, I think it's the highest it's been in, in quite some time. I Again, I'm, I'm losing the statistic here because I was more focused on, wow, I can't believe over two-thirds of the games are are, are 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 single-digit lines for me. That's pretty impressive for Week 8. I mean, that's some really good competition, in my opinion. No, I
1: agree with that. I mean, there are some, there are some big showdowns again this week, like the, you already alluded to. Um, the Syracuse-Clemson game is awesome. Um, two undefeateds this late in the year in conference. That's awesome. Um, TCU, Kansas State's going to be a good one as well. Well, let's
0: get into it here. We're going to hit our Thursday and Friday night slate, and let's get this started here. Virginia at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech minus three over under 47. Old Virginia, one of Fermi favorites. Uh, Then we shift over again for another Thursday night game. South Alabama minus three over under 46.5 at home against Troy. Friday night, you have Temple getting 13 at home over-under 52.5 against Tulsa. Western Kentucky, minus 1.5, over-under 58.5 at home against UAB. UL Monroe getting 6.5 on the road at Army, over-under 55.5. That's a Saturday morning game, but I wanted to throw that in there anyways because it was just directly on my screen. So, Fermi, anything there on any of those games listed?
1: My only lean is on that UAB Western Kentucky um, I'm I'm leaning under, and I just think that both of those offenses are very good, but their defenses are, are better. Um, they both run the ball quite a bit. Just think, Western Kentucky. I mean, they have Austin Reed, and they're going to try to they're going to try to throw um, a lot. He's been, you know, Bailey Zappi's tearing it up in the NFL right now for the Patriots. I, I'm actually really happy to see him doing well, um, but. Similar, similar offense that they had last year, of course. So Austin reads; he's throwing it at all the time, um, but they can run it well, run it well as well. I think UAB slows the tempo; they pound the ground, and I, I just think that's going to be an under um, fifty-seven and a half is what I saw yesterday. So I am looking there. Not sure I am going to book it.
0: Sunbelt, funbelt. fun belt. Uh, South Alabama, I think has has uh, their back out. So I definitely want to watch this game with them and Troy tonight. I am really interested in this. Both teams fighting for ball eligibility already South Alabama five and one Troy five and two this is certainly gonna be a defensive game I would not take the over in this but I would I would definitely watch I think that is going to be a great game I think Troy has some key players out as well too I think their quarterback uh might be out so just pay attention to that if you're thinking about playing that tonight back on Saturday let's go Indiana is getting three and a half what Indiana getting three and a half on the road at Rutgers over under 47 and a half. Iowa's getting 29 and a half, over under 49 and a half at Ohio State. Houston, minus three at Navy, over under 51 and a half. Akron, getting 18 and a half at Kent State, over under 68. Syracuse, minus 13 and a half. I'm sorry, Syracuse is getting 13 and a half at Clemson, over under 49 and a half. Kansas, Baylor, Baylor, minus nine and a half, over under 58 and a half i'm gonna stop here the first things first we will be doing a live show or i will be doing a live show down in annapolis this weekend as i am going to the navy houston game will i take anything on it right now no obviously i'm going to lean over in the game it's just what i do so i would definitely lean over for this just because one navy's passing defense is atrocious and two I think that their offense is actually starting to become a little bit more competent, to be honest with you. It's not great, okay, but they did put up over 30 points last week, so that's pretty good for them. So I I think they've done it now two weeks in a row. So I think it's starting to click. I'm really cheering hard for my mids. And then I actually got this line early at 63. I took the over for Kansas Baylor. I didn't know that their quarterback was going to be out uh yeah, I have it in. Um B- Baylor's quarterback is out. Kansas's backup is is doing well. Yep. I, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, it's dropped five. It looks like it might drop another point. I still like the over. You know what I mean? Like I even though it's at 63, I still like it. I like it a heck of a lot better at 58. But I think Baylor is competent enough on offense. I mean, they can they still have a very good set of tight ends that they use uh on both sides uh, of their line. I mean they they just picked apart West Virginia last week even in the closing moments there and Kansas to your credit you said hey look this backup is is very competent and he is. And if there's ever a time for for someone to load one up here, it Kansas could certainly do it. I mean they're not going to stop scoring. So I still like that over I I'll put it as one of my picks, but I personally wouldn't wouldn't take it at my 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 pass line. At 58 I like it a much better
1: well, I like – I mean, if Baylor's quarterback is out, I like actually the Kansas side of that bet a little bit more probably, that 9.5 is what I'm seeing.
0: Right, um, which is insane that it actually their, – their quarterback's out, the under dropped, but yet they got a half a point. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – Dean is Dean is very solid. I mean, he's he's been a starter there before when the team was not as, as effective. Um, but he's, I mean, he's capable of moving the chains and he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's still mobile. They don't have to change much in their scheme um, and play calling. He's able to run that offense pretty efficiently. Um, the game I like the most um, out of this early slate that you just read off, and I'm going to be on it, is Clemson minus 13 and um, Here's the reason why. Uh, really two reasons. One, Syracuse is 6-0, right? They are 1-0 and on the
0: road. They've played one road game. Ooh. That is crazy. To that is
1: crazy. Coming into week eight or wherever we're at right now. Um, and their road game was at UConn. So let's, I mean, let's really talk about if that even matters. And on top of that, I think going to Death Valley is going to be, I mean, they're going to, they're going to struggle on the road. Clemson has a mobile quarterback. Ugulele is he's very able to be mobile, and the only other mobile quarterback that Syracuse really played was week one against Malik Cunningham in Louisville. Um, I just have a feeling, I mean, they, Carrier Dome is a very tough place to play, let's get Syracuse out of the Carrier Dome and see if they can still win a big-time showdown in the ACC. I, I, I'm not seeing it happen, um, Clemson is actually functioning at a very high level, and I, I think despite what they did last year, I think this year they, they haven't back together. So I'm taking Clemson minus
0: 13 and a half Cincinnati minus three and a half over under 58 and a half at SMU Duke getting nine and a half at Miami over under 58 Toledo minus seven and a half on the road at Buffalo over under 57 Bowling Green getting six and a half at Central Michigan over under 50 Northern Illinois minus three at Ohio over under 65 Michigan I'm sorry Eastern Michigan is getting two and a half at Ball State, over under 58 and a half. Notre Dame, minus 27 at home against UNLV, over under 47 and a half. And Rice, minus three at Louisiana Tech, over under 57 and a half. Fermi, I am on the over, and it has dropped. I mean, I don't know what I am doing. Oh, no, I got it at the right line. I'm sorry, it went up. I have over 65. For Ohio, Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois did their part last week. Eastern Michigan did not. I said on the podcast last week, "This is not. This is not the Eastern Michigan game old boy." Could I not have been more wrong about that one? They opened up the game with this giant passing touchdown, and then they just left their offense. I, they must have took them off the field. I have no idea. I, I was looking at the Eastern Michigan Ball State, but after watching EF, EMU last week, I said no. Ohio, the only thing that scares me is they run so slow, but they have been really good in yards per play. Northern Illinois certainly gets up and down the field. I'm on that over one more time for our action boys. Give me that over 65 for Northern Illinois, Ohio.
1: All right. So I like, well, I mean, these are all leans, no, no solid pitch yet, but. Um, Cincy is five and one. Their only loss was at Arkansas or against Arkansas the first week of the year. They're quiet right now, not getting a lot of buzz. They're they're still a solid team, and SMU's offense just hasn't been the SMU offense of old. I mean, Mordecai's still good, but I mean they just haven't been connecting at the efficiency level that I've seen in the past. I actually like Cincy and maybe even the under here at fifty nine and a half. Um, Bowling Green plus six and a half at CMU, leaning over there. Both teams are very poor defensively. CMU, listen to this, five consecutive unders, but those unders were 56 to 63. And I, I mean, th- this is a very, very low over under for a, a CMU game. Um, Nichols was out last week. I'm not sure the extent of his injury. He did not play. Um, but regardless, I don't think either defense has been playing well. And I think Bowling Green can move the ball. So I like, I like over 51 in this one. And then the other lean is Miami Duke over Van Dyke is really heating up. I talked about this two weeks ago and they like to score in bunches at home. I think them at home against Duke, I think they could put a hurt on them. Um, Ferguson's been doing just enough for Duke as well to move the ball. So I, I like points in that game.
0: I really like that Cincinnati pick for me. I was looking at that, looking at how it opened at minus three. It's only at minus three and a half. Mordecai, yeah, at home he's tough, but let me tell you something. Cincinnati's defense—if—if if, if they shut him down on the edge, they're gonna—they're gonna blow them out of the water for me. I don't think it's gonna be close.
1: Yeah, Cincy is very underrated. I mean, they're just—they're not—they're—they're they're back in the top twenty-five, I believe, now. So they'll start hearing a little bit more about it.
0: West Virginia at Texas Tech homecoming Texas Tech minus six and a half over under 65. Boston College is getting 20 and a half at Wake Forest over under 61. BYU is minus seven at Liberty over under 58 and a half. Miami of Ohio is minus six and a half over under 45 and a half at home against Western Michigan. James Madison at home against Marshall minus 12 over on un- minus 12 and a half excuse me over under 51. Georgia Southern is getting two and a half at old dominion over under 67. ucla is getting six at oregon over under 71 and a half north texas is getting 10 at utsa over under 72 and a half oklahoma state is getting six and a half at home over under 61 against texas wow is that disrespect and lsu is minus two at home against Ole Miss over under 67-and-a-half. Fermi, what is going on with that slate there?
1: I'll tell you what. Disrespect is right. I'm going to be on the Oklahoma State plus six. I, I don't know how that line is what it is. It I know went lost from
0: two-and-a-half to six-and-a-half. Is, is something wrong with with, with Spencer? Well,
1: so he's questionable, but he played all game last week. I I, I don't think I thought he was going to play this weekend. I'm gonna I haven't booked it yet, but I'm telling you, if he's in, I'm taking that Oklahoma State line. Um, he is he's a he's a difference maker. Like he he's a veteran that won't turn the ball over that much.
0: Now I did um, see that their their one of their star defensive tackles decided to stop playing to prepare for the NFL draft.
1: Ugh, that's ridiculous. Um, the other game that I love is JMU off of their loss. Um, I like JMU minus 12.5 at home against Marshall. Listen to this. Marshall runs 60% of the time, okay? That's their offensive play calling. 60% rush, 40% pass. JMU, number one rush defense in the nation in terms of yards per game. I think they only give up 42 yards a game on the ground. I think JMU stifles them. They're at home, coming off a loss. I think if they shut down the ground game, it is completely one sided, um, and they could they could they could put a
0: hurt on Marshall. Love JMU, love it. I'm so happy <laughs> they have brought a lot of good light to the Sun Belt. You watched any of that App State Georgia State game last night Fermi?
1: I did not. I watched mostly NBA last oh, night because mm-hmm. it was sort of opening night. Aside from you know the the, the true first day of just two games.
0: Over under was uh, sixty. The game ended it's 42 right, right? 49 40, yeah, 59 42 17 like Georgia, wow. Georgia State scored three points in the second half how embarrassing um Fermi how are you not on old miss plus two
1: I don't know I, I'm not I still am not a buyer on the old Miss team I I'm I'm a skeptic I probably shouldn't be they've proven it seven times that I'm, I've been wrong but I'm I'm not gonna bet them they're just too sporadic, in my opinion.
0: Here, here's a pick for you that I'm on. Over sixty-seven for Georgia Southern, Old Dominion. Fermi, you would have thought you would have thought that I would have been all over Georgia Southern earlier in the year when they again they used to run that triple option. Their offense, I watched them last week run up and down the field. Old Dominion last week, they have they have no secondary at all. Coastal Carolina passed all over them and they still. Still blew Coastal Carolina out of the water. It was. I wish I would have taken it straight. I had it in a parlay, and I missed on something. But, oh, my goodness, they opened the doors up. If they play half as good as they did last week for me, this thing flies over the total. It's got my money on it. Over 67 for Old Dominion in Georgia Southern.
1: Love that. I have it on my sheet, actually, as a watch game. Um, I was actually leaning Old Dominion minus two and a half I think they're going to be sneaky in this
0: one and if you're wa-
1: coming off a win yeah
0: and if you're waiting for a Texas Tech West Virginia pick this has become a really good rivalry I mean this th- this game is very important to Texas Tech and West Virginia West Virginia coming off a really big win against Baylor on Thursday night it was fun to watch. And and they are starting to click, and they can score. They are a dangerous offense. If I'm on a little bit of a high coming out of that Navy game, if that's at 65 or lower, I'll probably go over for that game. Because, again, strange things happen in the Jones. Six and a half seems like too much to me. This seems like a three, four-point game for me. I'm obviously going to be rooting for Tech. I don't want it to be close. But that, is, that that seems like a little bit too much. I think West Virginia is going to keep this one within reach. And I think they're going to find the end zone. And I think Texas Tech will. There's rumors about Chuck being coming back. But, again, I like the freshman that they put in against Oklahoma State. He's had two weeks off. I mean, that kid was running up and down the field. I'm all for it for me. I'm excited. So, potentially an over. I'll put it on uh, the old Twitter handle uh, if so. Let's get this thing back on track here. We have Tulane six and one wow minus seven over under 56 and a half at home against memphis northwestern is getting 14 at maryland over under 51 charlotte minus 14 and a half over under 63 and a half at home against florida international purdue is getting two and a half on the road at wisconsin over under 51 hawaii is getting five at colorado state over under 46 and a half arizona state is getting two and a half at Stanford over under 54 and a half. Vanderbilt is getting 14 at Missouri over under 51. Florida Atlantic is minus four at UTEP over under 50 and a half. And Southern Miss is giving up two and a half on the road at Texas State over under 43 and a half. Fermi, I got to be honest with you, nothing on that does anything for me.
1: Well, so there's... There's one game that I like, and this is pretty crazy. I found a stat um, just looking around. Um, Hawaii has – Hawaii, Colorado State. Hawaii has two overs and five unders. Colorado State has been – all six games have been under. All six. I actually like the over. The, this line dropped compared to all of Colorado State's prior games. They're, this this is the lowest over over under I think that they've had on their schedule you know line that they've had come across. Hawaii plays no defense. Um, we know this. Forty six and a half over under for a Hawaii game just seems ridiculously low um, for two bad teams. I think this I think this over hits.
0: I I really like over forty six and a half in that one. For me, they they have no defense, but Colorado State does not have a working offense.
1: Agreed. But neither does, like, teams like New Mexico State, and they still score points. Like, you're you're comparing, like, Hawaii might be one of the, the statistically, the worst defensive teams in the country. They have to be. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't even know what channel this is on. It's on S-P-E-C. What is that, special?
1: <laughs> Who knows? I'm not watching the game. I'm not going to see the game. Oh, But... I'm telling you, I like the over.
0: Of all the games. Remember when we first started this podcast, like you were like, I'm all about SEC. Now you're throwing stats about literally a, a, a dumpster fire I game. An,
1: I have an SEC game coming up. Don't worry. Okay,
0: thank God. Okay, here we go. I will say, uh, Texas State at home, uh, you know what, Southern Miss is minus two and a half. I watched that game. They figured that would hit the over last week. They are awful. Oh my god, it's tough to watch. I mean, I think I took them in the uh, the season win total. I think they need this to get to over three and a half. But goodness gracious. I'd probably rather take Texas State in that game. Arkansas State is getting seven at Louisiana, over under 51 and a half. San Jose State is minus 21 and a half, over under 42 and a half at New Mexico State. Fresno State is minus 10.5, over under 40 and a half at New Mexico. Alabama, minus 21 at home. Against Mississippi State, over under 60 and a half. Air, Air Force, minus two and a half, over under 47 and a half against Boise State Texas A&M minus 3 at South Carolina over under 44 and a half UCF is minus five over under 63 and a half at East Carolina Penn State minus four over under 44 and a half at home against Minnesota boy it's tough to think of Penn State at home minus four after a big loss that they're not going to come through I don't know but I, I will never cheer or root for Penn state. I did last week because of Rome or the Homer and that parlay went to crap, but I cannot take it. But boy, that is, I can't believe that is what it is, but I'm going to pass on that. But Fermi, tell me the sec game you liked was in there somewhere. It was Texas A&M minus
1: three. Really like it on the road at South Carolina. Uh, Just if you compare those two schedules, Texas A&M, obviously their record record doesn't say so, but, um, They've played a really tough schedule um, compared to South Carolina. South Carolina's had three easy wins, sort of back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I really think Texas A&M um, can run away with this one. Defensively, they should shut them down. Um, so I like Texas A&M there. And then, remember, way, way back in season win totals, I took New Mexico State over three. They have two wins, believe it or not. And,
0: and they should have. A, they should already have a third.
1: They could have easily beat divided that first game. I mean, I watched that. That was just abysmal. But anyway, they are going to get the doors blown off of them this week at San Jose State. I'm, I'm not in, at all pro- proposing you take anything in that game. But I will tell you, they still have Lamar and Dumas on the schedule.
0: Ooh,
1: There is a chance.
0: There is a fighting chance. Didn't they lose to Hawaii, too?
1: Um, Yeah, they lost to Hawaii. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hitting the 8 o'clock slate. Here we go. I might be in bed at this point. Uh, TCU minus 3.5 over under 54.5 against Kansas State. Pittsburgh getting 2.5 on the road at Louisville over under 55. Colorado getting 23 at Oregon State over under 48.5. Utah State getting 4.5 at Wyoming over under 43. Washington minus 7.5 over under 56.5 at Cal. San Diego State minus 7 over under, oh my God. 36 at nevada oh my goodness and, uh, that is absolutely and totally ridiculous you could accidentally fall into 20 to 17. unbelievable i will not touch that but oh my goodness you know what the crazy part is i am really liking the sun belt the pac 12 and the mid and the mountain west this year i would love to see wyoming smoke utah state but utah state just put their backup in and has been competent colorado i think this game could potentially go over oregon state is a different team at home and i think they have they're they're, they're about to be potentially bowl eligible i could certainly see them running up the score here and getting away with it to say you know what no we're, we're not going to pull, pull the brakes on this pit is giving up one on the road over under 55 and a half i actually think that total's too high i don't think pitt has anything on offense right now and tcu is is minus three and a half against kansas state and again kansas state is a competent team but where is the respect for for tcu for all that they've done i mean is this a letdown spot i don't see it as such i think it'll be tight but man i think tcu wins this by at least a touchdown for me but again what do i know i'm like 20 and 22 or i don't even know what i am right now i'm a little bit over 500 but tell me you have something yeah so i i lean pit in that one um i i think them coming off a bye they're rested up i i like Pitt there um the tcu game is
1: the only other game that i'm 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 gonna be on this i'm gonna take the over it's a 54 and a half i believe um kansas state coming off a bye i think that might be part of the reason the line has shrunk a little bit right right um but Kansas State, they've played the two games where they played fast paced offenses um, against Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Both of those games were in the 70s. TCU is very up tempo. We've been talking about them pretty much all year about how fast they are. Um, I think this game could sail over. Um, I, think, I think that's a low line, 54 and a half for two pretty electric offenses. The only thing I don't love about TCU is their, or Kansas State is how one-dimensional they are. Adrian Martinez just hasn't been good throwing the ball. Um, I, I mean, his legs are obviously great, and they have a, a great running attack. But I think you're going to have to be able to throw the ball against TCU. Um, and we'll see if he can. He, he torched Oklahoma, um, which who hasn't recently at least. Touche. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I like the over in that one.
0: Anything on NBA or NFL this weekend, for me that has your attention?
1: Not yet. So I've, I've been playing. I did bet the NBA a little bit yesterday. Um, I watched the, the Rockets-Hawks game. I think if you're, if you're following the NBA, I think the Hawks are going to be a team and the Rockets both. I think they're both teams that you're going to see a lot of overs. Both of those teams are up and back. There are a lot of quick guards. They can shoot pretty well. Um, so they're just two, just on the surface, they're two teams that are going to have pretty pretty high over-unders. I think the over-under yesterday was 233 in
0: that game. Woo. So that's a big number. Fermi, we are at the 30-minute-and-28-second mark. Tell me any final closing thoughts here on our NCAA Week 8 Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast.
1: Not much, man. I'm going to be, on Saturday, I'm going to be um, at Romer, the Homer's house, actually. Oh. I know you're you're not able to make it out, but um, we'll be with a group of group of friends. So hopefully, we'll see some some football live um, together as a group.
0: Too many, uh, too many children at that party for me. I, I don't do kids' parties.
1: Yeah, I think it's up to like thirty some.
0: Thirty some, thirty so. some families are coming.
1: Thirty some kids. Oh. So there's probably going to be like a hundred
0: people there. Oh God. Oh. Too loud, that, and that's coming from me, and I'm like the loudest person I know, but that is way too loud. You guys aren't even – you're going to be so distracted. Oh, what a shame. What a shame on a beautiful – no, I'm just kidding. I hope you guys have fun. Uh, I'm sure he's going to want to try to live stream like a call like somewhere around like 12, 30, 1 o'clock to be like, all right, let's do a podcast right now. It's just not going to happen. We're going to bring Grom on. <laughs> We're bringing Grom on on Saturday. Mr. Grombo is coming back, and he's got some picks for us, coming off a runner-up. In the state tournament. way to go, Grombo. That that's how you do it. Get a medal around your neck. Good for you and, and good for those kids for getting that. So we're gonna wrap this up. Well, we will we will have our uh, Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast uh, week to week. I'm gonna talk with Mr. Fermi. We may have to move the date. Due to some scheduling conflicts, we might move it to Tuesdays. We're going to have to talk about that. But we will still have our coffee and quick picks on Saturday. So for Mr. Fermi, I'm Dr. Goose. Thank you very much for joining us on the Anonymous Gamblers
1: podcast, where it's only a problem when you're losing.